welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we have another very special edition of Folk Roots Radio for you. We're giving over the whole of this episode to an interview with Connie Calder, one of Canada's finest songwriters, a three-time Juno Award winner, and a member of the Order of Canada, and a wonderfully funny live performer. We're in the midst of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, and Connie joins us from our home in Montreal for a wonderful conversation about her music and 16th album, Everyday Moments. It's a truly fabulous interview. I had so much fun talking to Connie. But before we get to our conversation, from Everyday Moments, this is Better Things To Do. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. Fixing something that broken So you drag your heart out of the blaze But it's still smoking Not what you expect Not what you deserve Not the straight and narrow But the mighty curve You found out just a little too late Some folks have a best before day But anyway You've got better things to do Better things Got better things to do. Better things to do. You've got better things to do than crying for love. Sometimes you gotta get in the car, fill it up, and drive away. Sometimes you gotta not listen to a single thing they say. On the street, that's the sound that's true. It means you're not beat, you're somewhere sweet, getting somewhere new. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but it's your life you get to choose. You don't know where you're going, but you don't care, cause any place is better than there. And anyway, you've got better things to do. Better things to do. You've got better. Things to do than crying for love. 
That's Connie Calder with Better Things to Do from her 16th album, Everyday Moments. One of Canada's finest songwriters, Connie Calder is a three-time Juno Award winner and a member of the Order of Canada. She's forged a great career that has also included CD books for children, musicals, and music for both film and web series, and all as an independent. A fabulous performer with a very engaging live show. We're pleased to be able to welcome Connie Calder back to Folk Roots Radio. How are you doing, Connie? I'm doing well, thank you. All of us are doing well in our little lockdown situation. We call it, uh, you know, isolation station <laughs> we have here. Yeah. So it must be a strange world for, for you. I mean, you're used to being out performing. You know, we talked in the introduction about how you, you know, you like to manage all of your career. I mean, I think that's very yeah. important for you. Uh, and manage, I always like kind of, kind of stumble over that manage. <laughs> just like stumbling through my career. Maybe on the outside, it looks like management, but I, I, I love the fact you used manage. It just made me feel so good. <laughs> well, I think that's the, the funny thing. It's, it's, I guess it's the benefit of the resume rather than looking yes, at the whole yeah. life is you can, well, it's, you know, the goal is to be an artist is to be an artist and to still survive. And, you know, when you're starting out, when I did, just the fact that I could be a musician full time as an independent was was a, a bit of a dream and something you had to work really hard at. And I'm, every day I'm just so happy that I get to be able to do this as my job. That's really where it comes from. You grew up in Saskatchewan, right? I think yeah. that's why you met your husband. Uh, well, there's well. some that say I'm, I'm immature, but no, yeah, I did grow up there. Yes. Them be my roots. One of the things I find is amazing about your family is just how talented you all are. I mean, it, it really blows my mind. If you actually look at the whole family and looking at Paul's side as, yeah. as well as your own, just everything that you've achieved. It really is exciting. When I when I think, step back and take a look, we call it the little arts factory. We've got a little arts factory here. And Paul's family, I you know, I knew they were always amazing. But what happens with as a family, what gets together? And I used to always kind of envy their family harmonies. Follevoine or Heart Rouge, how they sounded uh, with all these amazing family blend. And then one day I woke up sing, singing with my sons and kind of went, oh my God, I've got my own family blend right here. Singing with Paul is also a great pleasure now. He works with me all the time now, other than when he's farming, which is right now. He's, those, those lentils will not see themselves. And it's to hear my kids, like to sing with my sons, they're no longer kids anymore, to sing with my sons is one of those amazing things that you, I, sometimes I pinch myself because they're, they're doing things that I, you know, I, I still can't, you know, they, they amaze me on occasion, you know, like I step back and look at it and go, wow, these are, these are, these are these little, there were these little kids and other these men that are doing these unbelievable things. My son, Gabriel has a song called Hydromiel. He did this a little, little online thing with his Liberty Cat. He did a little under the isolation station. And I thought, wow, that's a great song. Where did you find that song? You know, considering that it was a, you know, a traditional song. He said, oh, I wrote it. Just those moments where you just go, wow, how amazing it, it is to be alive and listening to this kind of music coming from around me. It is, uh, it's mind boggling sometimes, even for me. Must make you feel incredibly proud then. To see both yeah, Alexi and Gabriel doing so well. I know, I'm, I'm pretty unbearable. It's different, though, because you are seeing them as another musician, too. Like, they're your sons, so you'd love them if they were doing finger painting, probably. But to see them and to work with them as a 
peer in a way. You may be their mom, but in actual fact, you're playing with them as a musician. And that is a real wondrous thing, like to get to work with them and to get to see them and, and appreciate them knowledgeably to understand that that's a great line or that's an amazing solo that just happened or what he's singing and playing the violin at the same time. What an astounding thing that is. When you understand what it really means, it makes it even better. Everyday Moments came out of three things, which maybe I, I, I sometimes hesitate, but the second one, but the first one was my friend. I have a, this great friend, Elaine, who is the kind of person that comes over to your house and then starts tidying your kitchen while you're having tea. Like, I love this person. And she called me up one day and said, Connie, can you write a song about housework? Nobody ever writes about housework and all the work we do. And I said, yeah, knowing, you know, I was maybe not as talented or qualified as she was to perhaps really discuss this, but I thought, yeah, okay. You know, I kind of put it in the back of my head and, you know, the second part that inspired the song was uh, my friend of mine after 20 years and three kids was dumped and told she had not contributed enough, which is about the point you want to be a dragon and burn something down. And the third thing was I was sitting there and I was reading, um, I was looking at a pension ad. I think it was like something on the line or whatever. And the line was, what does your life add up to? And I thought, I'll tell you what my life adds up to. <laughs> I just started me a thousand meals, a thousand dishes. And I just started going through this. It was, it was um, you know, so often as a songwriter, you're writing songs that have not been written. And, and as a woman, you're oftentimes giving a perspective that's never been there. And when you can stumble on something that does that, not just women, like it's parents are talking about driving and all of the stuff that, that people do when they have kids that you just kind of weave into tired life that you have at that point. For me, it's, um, it's to make people recognize what an amazing job people do just doing something, doing something for, for love. You know, they love their kids and all of that stuff. So for me, and it's been a really interesting thing to sing this song. I, I think I think sang it for the first time publicly at Perth. And to just feel the resonance happen across the audience, you know, that's when you know that you're, you're singing something that, that is meaningful. And if I had my wish, that song would be sent to every mother on Mother's Day. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream. That's my dream if I have a dream. Because it's, uh, it, it's amazing what people do. It's amazing what a lot of times women do. And I guess it's one of those things, unless you actually spend the time to to think about everything you do every day and, you know, especially trying to help manage that family unit. And especially, you know, we're doing this interview, you know, during this COVID-19 yeah. emergency, we're all at home and yeah. some houses are pretty full. Yeah. Our house was pretty full. Actually, we lost two members of it. No, no don't say we lost. No, no, no. My husband and my son drove across Canada to go work on the farm and they, they stayed in their van. They didn't get out of the van except to get gas. Like this whole protocol to go across Canada at the farm because they have to seed. You know, they're in, they have a farm to run out there. So let's listen to the title track from Everyday Moments. Thanks. This is Connie Calder with Everyday Moments, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. A thousand meals, a thousand dishes, how many birthday cakes? A thousand hugs, a thousand kisses, a thousand small mistakes. 
A thousand wiping down the tables and pushing in the chairs. A thousand baskets barely carried, heavy up the stairs. God knows how many washes and folds and picking ups and tucking ins and colds. Not the things that make you money or a household name. Not the kind of things that get you ahead in the game. They are the everyday moments, the ones that scatter. They're the ones that matter. thousand don't do that a thousand take your boots off and don't forget your hats a thousand picking ups and dropping offs and cheering when they play a thousand getting back from work and getting groceries on the way god knows how many legos and blocks and playing catch and matching up socks not the things that make you money or a household name Not the kind of things that get you Ahead in the game They are the everyday moments The ones that scatter But they're the ones that matter All the weary times, middle of the night, bleary wiping tears from your eyes. All the early morning alarms, but they're annoying ring. All the moments that you watch them smile and you realize that you love them song could ever sing Not the things that make you money Or a household name Not the kind of things that get you Ahead in the game They are the everyday moments The ones that scatter they're the ones that matter They're the ones that matter Hi there, this is Paul Pigat from Cousin Harley, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Connie Calder with Everyday Moments is the title track of her great new album. It's album number 16. Connie Calder is my special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, and we started this interview talking about all of the amazing things she's done in her career. And it's, it, it's one of those funny things about life is that when you're actually living it, you don't always reflect on all of the things you've actually done until somebody else points it out. 
to be a creative person all your life, that was my goal, setting out to be able to be creative and to write and perform. And I, I like performing. I'm just glad that I can get out. I mean, not obviously in these times, but, you know, we're getting our e-game together here and performing in our house to people. And it was really neat during the, uh, like we did a, we did our, our album launch, our official album launch. Like we, we had the album for a tour in like in November and in January, but we just didn't have time to launch it. So I'd set aside March as the album. And then go, of course, you know, we're in, we're in dramatic times with the pandemic. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Oh, great. Great. But we did a live, we did a, an, an e-launch because my son was, all two sons were here, my husband. So the four of us, not the whole band, but, you know, good core of it. The, the real musical core of what went on in my album is between us four people. We use my son's bands. You know, my, both my sons use these wonderful, wonderful young musicians. Plus I had Bill Gossage, who's a player I've worked with for many years. It was really, you know, when you gather all the resources over many platforms and make something happen, it's an exciting time. Anyway, I wanted to launch it in Montreal so we can invite these players. And in the end, we just did an e-launch. What was amazing for me, because we're all, you know, cloistered, we were quarantined at that point because my son and his wife had just come back from New York in the mid middle middle of March and we needed to, you know, stay absolutely quarantined. Just to connect to people and all these people talking on Facebook, it was a Facebook Live event. I was surprised myself how much it meant to me. Yeah, that just to hear these people talking and they signed on, they watched, you know, they, they listened to this thing. They, they came, you know, thousands came. Like I have forgotten. I hadn't even thought about what it would mean to me. I'm just trying to do it and hoping people listen to it and they like it. But it was such a hit for me to just listen to people and hear them talking back and forth and discussing, Oh, Bernard Wayne, it happened at this SO service station. And they're, you know, they're going to get a little tiff about who's which SO service station. I don't know. There was something about that, that community and to connect with that community of people that I've, you know, played for over the years. Some are new, some are old, some are, have been following me since I was in university. And it was unbelievably meaningful at uh, this time. Maybe it's because it's a dramatic time and you're thinking about how lucky you are to be supported in whatever you do, whether it's getting groceries or just, you know, being out there in the world. I was surprised at how meaningful that was to me to see those connections being made. So that's one of the gifts of this weird time of, you know, Lysol wipes and hand sanitizer. Well, you know, you know, one of the interesting things when I look back at your career and, you know, and again, this moment now is that you, you come across as being incredibly driven, you know, that you're always looking to try and, and create, different, create new. Is that something that really comes through very important to you? I like ideas. I really like ideas. I like to try new things. And I think that's how you keep, it's exciting. That's the exciting part of, I mean, performing is wonderful. I love performing and I love getting out there and just connecting. To me, that's like, that's a rare and wondrous thing for me to be able to do. But the other side of that is that alchemy of an idea that comes to life. And there's times when i bemoan the fact, I mean, we used to make jokes. My husband said, I had one more good idea. I was leaving. But it's that new, um, to be able to create something is a wonderful thing. That's what an artist is. And to try different things. And I, I like new ideas to talk to people, to connect to like art, art is really about connection. And some, you know, everybody has their own way of doing that. And for me, I think that's, uh, I think that's how you keep your artistic brain going to write. It's not, 
I mean, it was never to just like make a million dollars and sit around and talk about the old days. That I mean, I, where is that? It is to be an artist all your life, to be able to create, to, to be meaningful, to, to talk about stuff that has meaning to people. That's what you want to do. And so even in this time, you're thinking about what, what can I put out there that's meaningful? You know, how can I connect with something that'll matter to people or something they will use or make their life a little better or be a little entertained, a good joke? You know, it's not just be deep and meaningful. That's, as you know, that's uh, sometimes being shallow and meaningless is really fun. <laughs> so it's a big part of my big part of my career, <laughs> shallow and meaningless. But uh, I think it's important to have all of those emotions. That's what you I came from theater, I think, you, where you a good show works you in many ways. And I think a good career works you in many ways. I'm just we're starting. It's interesting as my sons, you know, have these two great groups and we're starting something called the Montreal Arts Factory, where we just kind of combine our resources for press or for whatever. And my sister-in-law is starting a sync licensing business. And, and plus, my, you know, my, my nephew is a great pod. Uh, he, he has this amazing web series. And my brother is a filmmaker. And so we're trying to kind of integrate so we can all bring really good quality to the stuff we do. We have a, we have a, we have a, you know, we have a studio in our home. And even now I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should, I want to set this up so that we can do e-concerts like we can do uh live streaming from here and then maybe they can do live streaming and when things loosen up they can bring in their band and do it like, i think that's 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 what makes life living it's like anything how do you engage you know you're talking you're doing your thing it's more than a job i guess i guess that's what i'm saying it sounds so exciting i have i, it is, I kind it of is. wish i was closer to montreal and then i could come and yeah. join in <laughs> you know let, let's talk about the the songs on the project 10 tracks mm. on the the new album you mentioned how it's pretty much a family affair, the the way that you move forward. I, I'm curious about the your songwriting process because, you know, you mentioned how people had given you ideas for, you know, for songs on the album. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it's a, there's many, st like, uh, you know, one thing when I became a mother and all of a sudden my time was left to minutes as opposed to hours and days to sit and contemplate, play my piano for hours and hours and hours you became a little more concentrated on what you do. And I started to look to uh, every, every songwriter I've ever worked with. I think every song you listen to, you learn something about the process and you hope to write something that, that touches somebody. That's really what you're going for. And it's always a challenge to write a, write a song, I think, but most of the time it's to take an idea and go with it, to not be afraid to write a bad song, just be smart enough to not to put it on the album. Having to record, having to do stuff, oftentimes, but whatever pushes you to do it. I mean, the other day, a friend of mine's mother uh, passed away, or no, she was she, she she was sick with COVID, and so they couldn't go in. They knew she was not doing well. To be able to write a song for that, just just for only for them, just a little about them not being able to be there, like that to me is just that's when I'm really glad I'm a songwriter. Put it this way: I think if you just work with your own life. Uh, who, you know, you're running out of material pretty soon, <laughs> you know, who wants to just sing about their own life. But there's also the point of being a troubadour, which I think is a wonderful, like a wonderful thing to, like, you're not just writing for yourself, you write for others too. And to me, that's when I'm glad that, uh, you know, you talk about my songwriting process. That's a need. That's, that's something that I, you know, you think about and it's the meaningful moments. And sometimes they don't sort themselves out for a while until you get them down. And sometimes I just challenge myself it's good to have a challenge to push yourself. Sometimes I imagine that I'm writing for somebody else, you know, Oh, I'm going to write a song for blah, blah. And breathe on the album. We're doing a documentary. My, my brother 
called Zoot Capri that is an amazing documentary called Something in the Air that, that ran on uh, on the nature of things about air pollution. So we were talking about that. So this kind of we started working on this track and and then in the end, of course, they don't use the mute, the, the lyrics, but in the end, I finished the song and it became part of the album. And I really like it. I love the track. So whatever, you know, I don't just have one way of working. I just work with whatever I can and whenever I can. Well, you know, your life is busy and sometimes you just be able to sit and write is a, is a, um, it's a privilege. So these songs, you, you'll collect songs over a period of time and then decide which ones would fit with the specific album you kind yeah, of you bring I'm often together. writing stuff and I get a little bit of a song or half a song or a great chorus and a thing and I write everything down I never I never throw out anything and sometimes I'll just go back over old books and find lines that that now I understand I work in a lot of different ways not not just one way I think getting time to do it uh, there's a wonderful essay called a room of one's own I don't know if you know I think it's by Virginia Woolf I think to get time of one's own is even more important to just sit and when you're doing an album or you're getting ready to do an album you know they say well what have you got and then so then you are you have the luxury of saying oh yeah i think i'll just take this day and work on the stuff that i have and walk around and figure things out and sometimes songs just land in your lap sometimes a melody just happens sometimes things just and that's that's wonderful i'd like to go back to the album and play one of my favorite songs which is four in the morning ah that's another yeah. one i guess it's another one about managing the household and all of the things you do and have no time for yourself. It's also about being a single mom. It's a friend of mine was, uh, you know, her marriage broke up and she was staying with us and, you know, kids and all of that stuff. And I'm, I wanted to write something that would feel like a jazz classic that you could just sing. Some songs you just want to sing. What you know, that's when I miss you. I wanted something about, uh, that's more than just, ooh, baby, you love me. And it just, you know, she'd be up at four in the morning, you know. That's what gave me the idea of sitting there. And But I think you, ch as a, it's like an actor, you oftentimes channel other people's things into the songs you write. Because sometimes people can't write them. They're too raw. She's a songwriter. She'll probably write about it later. But at the time, it was just too raw. And so you you do that. And for me, it was to write you know, four in the morning is a jazz time or something. It's just this got to have this long things and space in it. And uh, I have a tendency to talk a lot. You may have noticed you have to put space in something is really a nice challenge. And I really, I wanted to do that. I wanted to have that sense of four in the morning. So I, I, I really like that song. I love singing it. You know, you've given me goosebumps. It reminds me there's a Paul Quarrington song, one of the songs he wrote on his uh -huh. last album. But it has the same sort of thing going on, uh -huh. you, you know, that when life's busy, we do what we have to do. And, you know, those, you know, the, yeah. the wee small hours tend to be the, the time when we do have time to reflect on our losses. And I think a lot of those single parents out there, that's, that's the time that they don't want to show that to their kids. They don't want to lay that on and they want to do it. So that's the time they have to... Be sad. It's a great this song. Life doesn't leave a lot of room for sad. This is Connie Calder with Four in the Morning from her wonderful new album, Everyday Moments. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
Make the lunches in the morning, fill the Tupperware with pie. Get the kids off to school with a kiss goodbye. All day long I'm working, God knows I try. When it's four in the morning, I don't want the kids to worry, not their fault, this you and I. Get the groceries, rent a movie, tell my friends I'm getting by. Read the bedtime story, comfort with a lullaby. When it's four in the morning, I cry. That's when I miss you. When my heart breaks away That's when the strong woman leaves me And the weak woman stays It's when the night is darkest Not a star in the sky When it's four in the morning box of photographs labeled you and I with the kids the work and everything the time just barely flies but when it's full Hi there, this is Moonfruits. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Connie Calder with Four in the Morning from her new album. It's entitled Everyday Moments. Connie Calder is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio. She's in Montreal. I'm in Leamington, Ontario, chatting about the album, chatting about the music. I want to put a plug out for the album again because, you know, one of the things I love about this album, and I haven't had a chance to mention yet, 
is it has these wonderful, cool postcards. Yes. With the lyrics on that come with it. And, you know, we're living in this streaming age where, you know, yeah, you can go to Spotify or whatever service you're on and click and suddenly it's there. But that is not the same experience as, no. you know, Connie and, and I. And we put are... it in a pretty box. We put it in a pretty box. I wanted to make more art. I wanted to bring another like visual element to what I do because I love visual art. I have paintings all over and. And my my uh, the uh, graphic artist that I work with is a painter, and her daughter is a great photographer, a young great photographer. And it was just a chance to to do something more, do something different. I don't know. I just wanted a tactile thing to happen with it. I wanted I want something pretty. I wanted something to feel like a like a present when you opened it. And it, she wrapped the things in string, and it's all that kind of hands on stuff, which I I think is cool. Well, you know, one one of the things I love is that is it really gives you the opportunity to sit with the art, you know, and it, I guess that's one of the things that bothers mm. me about, you know, this twenty four seven world now, where you know, as I mentioned before, you know, you can just you know click a button or, or you know if you have one of those newfangled Alexa or Google things, you know, ask them to play and it just happens. But you can miss so much with this, and you know, particularly when we're talking about some of the songs on the album. It's yeah. like the old days, you know, when I was a kid, I would sit in the dark and I would put, you know, my vinyl LP on with its gatefold sleeve. And, you know, I would sit and pour over it, you know, and I would wonder and, about and the, the little notes. the was big enough, bigger than your head. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you could block out the entire world if you open it up. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was just that you really were sitting with it. And I think that, you mm. know, we are in danger of losing a lot of that unless we have people like yourself saying, look, I want to. I want to make this something special for people. Well, I think too, if, uh, you know, I'm a lyric based artist too, on some level, I, I really, lyrics are really important to me and not the melody is not. So for me to see the words and, you know, to have them out there and just, I don't know. And also just a, just another photograph, a piece of art, a little something. That's a cool thing to do. I wish I could do more of it. I had this project once that I wanted to do called lyric spotting. I couldn't figure out how to get any money to do it, where people would put lyrics on posters and then just, you know, put them on the sides of places and have them have them in a cafe to steal and call lyric spotting. I had this idea and I got one poster made, but I just couldn't seem to get enough money to do it in the style in which I'd like it to be done. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioned that because you know one of the, the things that's developed on Twitter since this emergency started is is the people are starting to get together on social media and listen to an album together and talk about the cool songs thing. on the album together and actually just post the lyrics i mean people are putting up tweets that are uh you know the a couple of verses from a song and then you know people mm. will you you know work out what the song is and you know we're, we're we're not talking you know this is not the great american songbook here this is people going you know deeper mm. into into the art that different people have produced over the years. I, I think it's just a wonderful thing. And as you started to talk about before, maybe one of the benefits of what we're going through just now, you know, it is a bit of a pause and opportunity for people to, to think about things and reflect. Now, one of the things we are in danger of losing is the live scene. It seems like it's going to change. You mentioned how your release show was on online event that obviously gave you lots of fun. One of the things I know about you, we had a chance to uh, see you perform and talk about how much pleasure it gives you, 
is your live show, which is is fantastic. I mean, you Thank you. Uh, you you do really get into the moment. Can you talk a little bit about how that really feels? You know, I mean, is, is it you? Is that the spot when you feel most alive when you're on stage at I, a festival? I feel like I belong there. I guess it's, this is a place I know, and I, every audience is different. And it's can I can I connect with them? Can I bring them into my show? Can I? You know, not every show works better. Some work better than others. But can I do the right song? Say the right thing? get them laughing, get them out of their life for an hour and a half and into something else. And that's, um, I mean, when it works, there's a, I think it's almost, I don't know if it's physical or not. Like you can, even if you can't see your audience if the lights are such a way, you can feel when your audience is with you and not with you. And it's, for me, it's like a riding a wave or something and I'm trying to do something and connect them in and you want it to be immediate. I mean, sometimes you're saying things you said before because it works and you're, you know, but a lot of times there's stuff that, the audience gives you back. And it's a, I don't want to sound heebie-jeebie about this, but it's like you're channeling. It's not like you're, like you're a receiver that receives. And I think there's something even to sit in an audience and feel the same things as other people around you or to laugh at the same things. There's a, as a it's a wondrous moment. Uh, it's, you know, when I was in theater, they talked about it almost as a, not a sacred space, not in the religious sense, but that it was, that this space was a unique space and you were given the privilege of having people watch you. And I, I still believe that it's a privilege that people give you that attention and you can talk about emotions and they get to feel them in a way they get the Liberty to feel them through your music and music. My friend Calvin has a great saying, he said it's hard for the head to get in the way of music. And I think that's one of its great gifts. It is. It, it moves things. And we need to feel those things. We need to feel sad. We need to feel happy. We need to feel outraged. We need to feel all of that stuff is really important as human beings. And we rush around in our life sometimes without getting to do that. And I think that's the beauty of a live performance, whether it's, I mean, I don't know if it's the same kind of experience on a streaming thing, but to the immediacy of it, the connection. I mean, there's something about being in a room with a bunch of people feeling the same thing. And I, I know, I'm not sure if it translates in another way in that singular sense of watching a performance on a screen. There's a physical thing about being in a room. And it's not possible for the next little while, but I'm hoping that it's still probable in the future. I'd hate to miss it. You know, one of the things I've wondered, Connie, is your live show is just so fun i mean you're a fabulous performer i wondered have you ever made a live album i have not i've talked about it and just somehow just never fell into place i don't know why i've often thought of just recording the mid-show banter and just putting it up there because that's what people can you do the one about that thing you know but uh, it's different a lot of the things are different every night i guess that's part of it but i don't know why it's just because i guess it's technically it's more difficult and and you worry about not being quite in the pocket or something like that. And anything can happen in a live show. Maybe that's why. But I'd like to do it. We've talked about it. It's just the whole technical side of just carrying that stuff around and putting it up. But perhaps I will. Well, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, you're stuck at home. You've already told us you have a studio space where you can, you know, set it out again. Maybe when this is all over, you can actually set up the club at home. And That'd be take cool. a great live album. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. I'm going to send that. I'm going to take that to my husband. Okay, Paul, you get to produce the live album in our house, in our studio. 
I have to get an audience though, because I'm that's what eggs me on. That's what, it's the audience that eggs me on, really. There's a lot of things that are possible, but it's what is you know what can you do with the resources that you have? I had an idea for a long time about doing a podcast. Well, I said, okay, let's get her up. And my my daughter-in-law is really you know really into podcasts, and really we're talking about it because there's the need to connect, and that's the only way to do it. You think, okay, this is this is the time to do this. This is the time to get all this working again for me. And another, it's another medium. It's not, you know, it's another thing. It's another tool. It's another way to get your songs out. It's another way to get your performance out. I mean, and it's also another artistic experiment. It's another artistic experiment. <laughs> it's a chance to try something. Maybe it works. Maybe it'll be hilariously, fabulously fun. You know, I get, I'll get, I get to interview people. I'll get to talk to people that I've maybe want to talk to about stuff. I, I like conversations. Oh yeah. No, well it is. I mean, I do love doing the interviews. It's, I know it's a big part of what I do on, on this show. Your podcast is Connie Calder's Table. It's coming in June. I think June the 3rd yeah. is going to be the first one. Yeah, it'll be a, a variety of people. Uh, for me, it's like an excuse to talk to people I'm interested in. And one of the interviews is a woman called Sarah Wood, who is studying the pathology of bees. She's a brilliant, brilliant young woman who, I've, you know, I know her mom, but she is like, unbelievably smart and brilliant. And she had a PhD in biology and then she went into vet medicine and she said, I'm going to save the world. I have to save the bees because if there's no bees, there's no world. And so she started studying bees and she said, there's nobody that can tell you what the pathology of a bee is, what's happening on the cellular level and what's happening with them. And, and so she's putting all of her brain power, which is considerable into this task. And so I thought, wow, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her about why that is, about her values and what she does with all the honey. You know, what's what's going on? What's, you know, she's one of these people who is grounded, but thinking on some other level. And I, I've always been interested by ideas. I think that's that's what keeps me going. Those are the programs that I find, you know, just ideas. How do people do things? What are they, what are they up to? Maybe I'm secretly missing the party line of life. I don't know, but I want to be listening in on somebody's life or conversation ideas. Well, it certainly sounds like it's going to be a great podcast. Remember, the podcast is entitled Connie Calder's Table. Go to ConnieCalder.com for all of the information about all of the great things that Connie Calder has done and continues <laughs> to do. And that's one of the exciting things about talking to you today. Now, we've got time for one more song. I'd mm -hmm. like to finish with a song, Traveling. Um, mm. Hopefully That's we will be traveling later and you'll be out. I know how much you love to go back to the prairies, but an opportunity to get back across the country. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping because my husband's out there right now. So we're hoping to be able to connect up and get back out to the farm. You know, we have to be, we have to be responsible too. So careful and responsible and all of that stuff. My mother used to say I had gypsy blood. My dad, we used to always go on a holiday. Traveling for me, I love the experience of traveling. I love hearing new things. I love tasting new foods, walking to me. And I, I travel a lot for my work, but it's not the same thing as just going somewhere. I mean, isn't that just packing your bags and heading off? I think there's perhaps it's a thing of wanting to just, you know, forget all responsibilities and just boot it out there. I think that is something that happens at every age. Every age is some party that says, Oh, I could just leave this place, put it all in the bag and not look back. And so that's what that song is about, about doing things and being, you know, just going wherever, wherever, wherever the road takes you.
And I, I don't know if that feeling ever leaves. And I, maybe it's my, my grandmother left, left Norway and came to the U.S. and then came up to Canada and homestead. I mean, talk about taking risks and heading down the road and seeing what it led to. Maybe that's my, my legacy. Maybe every one of my grandparents did that. So maybe that's why it's there. Someday I'm going to go traveling, pack my bags, <laughs> and I'm gone. I want to hear that on my car stereo. Head <laughs> note. It, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Connie Calder. Likewise, Jan. With Traveling. Thank you. On Folk Roots Radio. <laughs> Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags and I'm gone Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags and I'm gone Cause the wind is sometimes calls to me And when it does my head becomes a sail One of these days that wind is gonna You'll get a postcard in the mail I'll climb every mountain that's before me I'll swim if the river's not too wide I'll wait by a road that calls me And I'll be gone when there's something I can ride Someday I'm gonna go traveling Back and I'm gone Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags And I'm gone I wanna see Where the sun goes when it sets Where it's been When it rises I don't wanna Have regrets well, I'd rather Have Surprises Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags and I'm gone Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags and I'm gone Cause the birds come from somewhere every spring And where do they go every fall? I'm gonna follow them Come back at all the someday I'm gonna go traveling someday somewhere out there is a coffee for me near a palazzo. Someday I'm gonna go travel.
Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags and I'm gone Someday I'm gonna go traveling Pack my bags and I'm gone Someday Someday And I'm gone Someday I'm gonna go traveling Someday Hi there, this is Aaron Costello, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Out there in the world, we step out of this space. There are a million people telling us we are not good enough because our teeth are not white enough, because we're not skinny enough, tall enough, fat enough, strong enough. If you're young, you don't have enough experience. If you're old, then you've got too much experience. Well, they never make up their mind. You must be getting ahead. You must be taking night courses. You've got to be bettering yourself. You've got to be taking, you've got to be doing handicrafts. You should be stenciling your driveway. Martha Stewart, would she be just sitting here enjoying herself? No, she'd be in the back there canning cranberry compote right now. She'd be making little jars and cutting little things out and putting them on. She'd be making a little topiary in her front yard right now. And that's what you should be doing somehow. They make you feel like you should be out there with Martha Stewart, even though the fact is Martha Stewart has help. And she has photographers that'll cut that little end off where you were out there with your little shears trying to make a rabbit out of something that never wanted to be a rabbit. It just wanted to be a bush. All the things you have to have. Men now just can't smell like men. They've got to smell like axe, which is suspiciously the same kind of smell that you used to get in those little fresheners for cars. Somewhere they put it in a bottle and then convinced men that they have to wear this so that when you go out with them, you feel like you're in a new car or something. I don't know. Even though you are young and beautiful, you must go out and buy things to put on your face. Why? We are old and ugly and we have to put on stuff to just even look halfway good as you do, but somehow they convince you that you need it too. It's just not fair. Who decides your eyebrows have to be thin? Who makes all these decisions? Who decides that you have to wear a pair of underwear that goes right up there? Who decides that it's not comfortable, but somehow we think we need to have all this. You have to be age-defying. You have to be gluten-free. Because if you do not do that, you are not buying a thing. You are sitting at home enjoying yourself, eating a piece of toast. So tonight, tonight we are going to strike at the very heart the economy that survives on making us think we need to buy something else, that somehow we are not enough. Mm, look at you, mm, look at you, you're not too young and not too old, you're alright. You're alright. You're not too hot and not too cold, you're alright. You're alright. Not too foolish, not too wise, a smile that goes right to your eyes. What a nice surprise, you're all right. You're all right. And you're not too poor, not too rich, you're all right. You're all right, you're all right. You look pretty good without a stitch, you're all right. You're not too this, not too that. You seem to know where it's at. You got a lot going on beneath your hat, you're all right. You're all right. So tell me every night you're free. Cause it is fairly clear to see. That there's a possibility That I am made for you And you are made for me Cause you're not too crazy and not too sane You're alright, you're alright, you're alright 
again. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. You're, all you're right. not too short, not too tall. The kind I wanna kiss in the hall when it comes to good. You're not bad at all. You're all right. You're all right. And you're not too messy, not too neat. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. Not too sour, not too sweet. You're all right. 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 And just like only locks would say before the bear came back away, this bed is where I wanna stay. You're all right. That's Connie Calder with a live version of a wonderful You're All Right folk rap. And you can find the studio version of that song, sadly without the rap, on Connie's wonderful 2009 album, Postcards from the Road. And that's all we have time for in this hour of Folk Roots Radio. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Connie Calder. You can check it out again on demand via our website at folkrootsradio.com alongside many other interviews and radio episodes. And thanks again to all our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with another track from Everyday Moments. This is Connie Calder with the beautiful All Up To You. Stay safe and well, everyone. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. There'll come a time when nobody needs you That's when you need yourself To remember all of the things you've forgotten A body that's up on your shelf You are the person with more on the table More than the sum of your parts Needs come and go just like directions Sometimes in fits and in starts Cause there'll come a time, there'll come a time Time when it's all up to you There'll come a time, there'll come a time Time when it's all up to you There'll come a time when nobody loves you And that job is left up to you To love yourself no matter the time That love must last and be true Love that goes through all of your living Love that helps you to stand Love that knows and is always Forgive you, knows you're doing the best that you can. Cause there'll come a time, there'll come a time, time when it's all up to you. There'll come a time, there'll come a time, time when it's all up to you. There'll come a time. Nobody wants you That's a hard place to be You've got to want to hold your head high As you're walking out, leaving the key You've got to want the best for 
yourself and to bring it out every day. You've got to want to make sure that the people around you feel the same way. Cause there'll come a time, there'll come a time, time when it's all up to you. There'll come a time, there'll come a time, time when it's all up to you. There'll come a time, there'll come a time, a time when it's all up to you.